This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 255. We are the Fight Disciples, and this is dedicated to the world of boxing. If you've only just come across us, you can get us on iTunes. Please subscribe there. There's loads of content coming your way this week and in future weeks, of course, as we build up to a bumper December. Um, you can get us all over social media as well at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, and of course on YouTube, where there's going to be more videos coming your way over the next couple of weeks. This week is the biggest week in the heavyweight division uh, of 2018. There's no question about that, and we are going to be getting stuck into that uh, a little bit later on in the show. I would just like to uh, point out as well, for all the new people that are listening to the programme, and there are some new people, of which I'm going to explain to you in a minute who they are, um, we uh, would just like to make an apology now for the type of language uh, that you will hear on this show. There is a button that we have clicked and it does flag up on iTunes that there is explicit content in this. The reason that we set Fight Disciples up three years ago, myself and Nick, uh, was to give us an outlet to vent all our frustrations in one particular place. When you work for mainstream media, uh, like we do, Nick obviously doing what he does uh, in the world of mixed martial arts for BT Sports, uh, with me on Talk Sport, you can't necessarily you know, drop a bluey in every now and again. You can't really do that. And you've kind of got to toe the party line a little bit. So this is, um, I was going to say a non-biased look at boxing, but it is a very biased look at boxing because we all have our favourites. Uh, so we basically just say what is in our mind. We kind of wanted to create a little bit of a, a, a pub situation on a week-by-week basis where like-minded and unlike-minded people can come and enjoy and get Fight frustrated. Disciples. That's it. What they're called. That's it. Fight Disciples. That's it. That's where, that's where we're at at this moment in time. Uh, so welcome along if you are brand new. The reason why I'm saying that is because for those people that watched um, the Isaac Dogby um, interview on YouTube last week, you will have seen a lovely little um, sponsor tag at the start of that video. That's right, baby. Cheddar fucking chain. They've come to the red panty barbie, baby. <laughs> That's it. Crack out the red panties, baby. We did it. They did it. They did it. They come to Better play. late than never, boys. There you go. Um, come to play with the big boys. Uh, William Hill are officially uh, a part of the uh, Fight Disciples family. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, we are going to be throwing our predictions your way for uh, Wilder versus Fury, and we are going to give you some odds from our betting partner, of which will not be beaten on round betting. They promised me that, that they will not be beaten yep. on round betting. So if you are, I don't know, we're going to go for Deontay Wilder in the first, the best price available will be with William Hill uh, this weekend. Not that we're saying that, but later on in the show, you'll get a little bit more. Uh, now then. It's a bit of a weird show, this, uh, for me today, and I'll tell you why it's weird. This is the first time in three years mm-hmm. that I have not watched everything from the weekend. Damn. Mm. What I'm, did you miss? Well, I'm slacking, aren't I? You know what I mean? All them awards, and uh, now that we've got a sponsorship. Now, now, William, no, I don't course. give a shit. <laughs> you're, not even, you're not even watching the sports anymore. Woo, that's it. They're paid. They're paid, man. I don't care. <laughs> Instead of sitting and watching boxing, you were out on the lash. <laughs> I was getting twatted. <laughs> Spending some of that money. Woo, yeah. I love it. Um, what did I... Well, I only missed one card. Monte Carlo. And the reason why I missed it... Yeah. ...is because I kind of saw all the results on social media. I wasn't too enthused by it anyway. No. And I just thought, you know something? I'm going to make a choice here. I'm not going to consume my Sunday evening catching up on everything. So I went with Bivol. That's what I watched, and I wish I fucking didn't, because that were boring in itself, even yeah. though he put on an absolute display. Um, 
So I missed it all, pal. So you're going to have to fill me in a little bit. So you missed... Do you want me to give you the highlights? Was there any? The, yeah, yeah. The highlight of um, the highlight of Monaco absolutely was uh, Michael Hunter. Oh, yeah, he gave yeah. away five stone to that Ustinov. Fucking mental. Coming at six days' notice. He only boxed it a week at York Hall. Yeah, I know he did. Coming at six days' notice. Yeah, yeah. Coming at six days' notice. Takes on a guy, as I say, Ustinov. Five stone every year. Adam Ustinov fought a world title fight recently. Uh, Ustinov was supposed to be fighting the Chinese fella, Zilin Zing, wasn't that's he? Right. Who pulled out because he didn't Couldn't have get a, a visa. A visa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Hunter steps in. It was just fucking mental. Watching you... As the fight started, I was just like, this is crazy. Like, how would you give away five stone? It was like David and Goliath. Yeah. But Hunter, they, they, you know, Hunter was saying beforehand, I'm used to fighting at super heavyweight in the amateurs. I'm used to giving away this kind of size. You know, he fought fucking, he fought Tyson Fury and shit like that in mm. the amateurs. So, and you know what? It worked for him. He, he got on, got inside Ustam. Don't get me wrong. Ustam was a big 41-year-old fucking robot. Do you know what I mean? So if you've got a bit about you, you can get him done. But obviously, he also packs a dig. He hasn't got all them knockouts for nothing. But Hunter just let him tie him up on the inside. Every night, every time Ustinov tied him up on the inside, Hunter would just drop to his knees. You know, Ustinov would drop that weight on him. Yeah. Hunter would just take a knee. Sound okay. The referee would have to pick him up and restart it. Wouldn't give him a count, obviously. It was mm. just his body weight. But in that, he didn't get... Didn't get let, allow Ustinov to tie them He wasn't down. resisting against it. So exactly. Therefore, he wasn't using any of his exactly. energy. But that's, so that's something we'll come on to later on about Tyson well, you'll Fury. see the Tyson Fury this weekend, <laughs> leaning all over Wilder, of course he will. But Hunter was brilliant, super explosive, let his hands go, punched in combinations, did exactly what he needed to do against the guy that's top-ranked as well mm. by the WBA. So um, he picked up the international WBA belt for what that's worth. It's a ranking at least. This Hunter, honestly, decent man. I'd love to, there's, there's good fights out there for him. Already talking about, you know, the loser of Chisora versus, you know, Dillian yeah. White. Yeah. Potential fight with Carlos Tackham. Mate, I'd love to see him with, with the white rhino himself. Big Dave Allen. Yeah, man. Good mm. stuff. Mm. Good stuff. Bear in mind, Hunter's only loss was against Usyk. Usyk, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, he's a good kid. Talk to me about uh, Denny R. Yelusinov, because obviously we're massive fans of his. Yeah. Um, the kid that he was fighting wasn't up to much on paper. No. And I've seen, obviously, the social media result that he's done the business once again. Yeah. We need to speed him along a bit, don't we? Because this is an well, elite amateur. They were talking about this on commentary as well, and I had to agree with them as well. We all got excited when he turned pro. Yeah. Then he, because uh, of his background and everything else, and Eddie Hearn was, like, you know, wanking over him. Then he turned pro, and let's be honest, he's been a bit shit. He's not really done anything super, super no, he's, great. He's, he's not set the place on fire. You well, can't that's what I mean. A bit, he's a bit shit. Well, listen, he was, <laughs> even, even I think it was Dave Caldwell or Dave someone. Dave Caldwell on commentary went, yeah, he's a bit shit. No, but what he was saying was, he's the same weight as Josh Kelly. Yeah, he is. Now, Josh Kelly's on fucking fire. Yeah. He's shown us shit that makes you go, future world champion, guaranteed, potential legendary status. How far can this kid go? Bear in mind, Danny R beat him. In the Olympics. I'm, listen. All right. Go all right. Two different sports, these. So all right. All right. Amateur on. and pro. Okay. What I'm saying is, Danny R, for this, for me, showed me a little bit more of a glimpse of what we've been getting excited about. He finally kind of delivered when it mattered most. Yes, the opponent was a little bit weak. Okay. But for me, delivered. And this was, a, you missed his best performance yet as a pro. That's what I will say. Should I go back and watch it? No, don't, don't bother <laughs> going back and watching it. Fast forward. Uh, you got your fine Lebedev. Don't bother watching Lebedev at all. Yeah. Boring. Can I just say, I've seen a picture of Lebedev post-fight. It looks like he's fucking modelling for Jean-Paul Gaultier, mate. What's he doing with all mate, that gear on? Yeah, but that's what he looks like. Did you see did you see the state of him pre-fight as well? Yeah. It's just the way he looks, isn't it? Yeah. It just looks like another another Bond baddie. Um, 
Yafai. If you want to watch Yafai get beat, go back and watch Yafai. Yeah. He didn't get beat. He got beat. All oh, right. Beat. He got beat, he but he got he got a brown envelope. He was four down after the first four rounds. Come back into it, and then for me, you know, it, it was all about down the stretch and. I thought the Mexican kid took the 11th and 12th rounds. I didn't think there was any question about it. All right. Matthew Macklin was on comms, obviously, all over his, his, his brummy brother. And had Yafai winning it by about 15 rounds, I think, even though it was only a 12-round fight. I'm sure he had Yafai up. I'm sure he had Yafai seven up after four rounds. I don't know how. I don't know how. <laughs> Carl Frotch scoring. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's Matt Macklin for you. But I'm watching it and thinking, am I missing something here? And so I'm now I'm trying to scout. I'm watching it. I'm listening to Macklin going, "Oh yeah, you know he's we're racking up the rounds now." And I'm watching it, thinking, "Fuck, am I, am I awake? Like, what am I watching?" So now you're starting to question the way you're scoring. Yeah, yeah. Going, Wait a minute, do I, I know what am I'm? Am I fucking scoring <laughs> this wrong? Does my twenty years in this business <laughs> exactly yeah. has it all been wasted? Have I been looking at the wrong shit? Does that Mexican kid land in four punch combinations and snapping your heart, your five's head back and your five being on the back rope foot? Against the rope, but is, is that is which one's your fight again? You know, <laughs> and then it gets to the end, and he wins it by a landslide, that like an absolute landslide. And I was like, "Fucking hell!" Hmm. But after the fight, the reactions of Yafai's corner when he's walking around and he, he runs over to Macklin, and he's like, "You know, Macklin's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry." But everyone else, Eddie in at ringside, got a face like boiled shite because everyone thought he'd lost. Yeah, and the, the Mexican kid dancing everywhere. And then it was only. Then I thought, "Fuck me! I've completely scored that wrong. I like I completely scored that wrong." And then they threw it again to the likes of Johnny Nelson and and, and Froch. <laughs> Froch had him winning, obviously, because yeah. he's a fucking matchroom fighter. Uh, but Dave Caldwell's there as well, and straight away Johnny Nelson went, "Yeah, he lost that. I thought he lost that fight." And then Froch was like, "Oh, well, you know, I actually had him winning by about two rounds." And then Caldwell was like, "No, he, he definitely lost that fight." And I was like, "Thank fuck for that." You know what I mean? It's like. Not that Johnny Nelson and Dave Caldwell are the gospel, but I felt like I was vindicated in the way I scored the fight because they scored the same way as me. Yeah. The fact that Frotch scored the same way as Macklin made me just laugh because I go, well, obviously Macklin's as fucked as Frotch then because <laughs> Frotch will always score Eddie Ayn fighter the winner regardless, even if he's fucking knocked out, knocked out on the floor. <laughs> he'll have him winning by a landslide, Frotch, obviously, because he's, mm. you know, it's the way he is. Yeah, yeah. He knows where his bread's buttered. But yeah, other than that, you know... I, I told you that Bullion would get himself in bothered, didn't I? Well, we said it last week, didn't we? Because we knew that fucking Falong Meng was big, tough, yep. horrible southpaw. Yeah. And to be to be fair to Frank... It was a cut that stopped it, it wasn't it? It was a it? cut, yeah. And it was a bad cut as well, honestly. He, put it this way, he had his eye, With his eyes closed, he would have still been in to see out his <laughs> right eye. The cut on his right eyelid literally went from corner to corner. Oh, nasty. It was like, he closed his eye and it was like flapping away. Honestly, it was like a... Uh, Why are you doing that with your hand? Just to make it... Like flapping people can't see it. We're not filming today's show, so you're making it... It's just for my benefit, that. Thanks. One of those uh, one of those mothers of 12 off the fucking Jeremy Kyle show. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. <laughs> flapping in the wind. Did you watch Bivol? Did you go and have a look at that or not? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I watched Obviously, Bivol. that was on the Box Nations. That's, yeah. that's the one that... On paper, I looked at that and I thought, can Jean Piscal... Roll back the years. He's been in with the very, very best down the yeah. years, hasn't he? Now, listen, I'm not going to get fucking OTT on Jean Pascal. I'm not going to call him a Hall of Fame or anything like that because he's been the Neely man. He's been in with the big boys, but he's always fallen short. Bivol, I think, is the real deal at light heavyweight. There's no question about that. And there's some fantastic talent there that I would love to see him now in with the likes of Bet Erbiev and all those type of chaps, right? Yes. Got to prove himself as the top. Exactly. But on, 
time. But I've watched Sean Pascal on many occasions and he's always given a good account of himself. So I thought, yeah. do you know something? If I'm choosing one to watch, this is where I'm going. There you go. I got my Cocoa Pops out and I got myself locked in and I started watching the fight. And I thought, Jean Pascal going to have a go? Is he well, going to have well, a go? To be here fair to him, he nearly got knocked out in the first round <laughs> and never recovered from it. Well, yes. All right then. My other critique then, my other <laughs> angle with this is, why didn't Bivol take him out? Yeah. Because it was like he was trying to get rounds in. It was like he was just ticking over. After that first round, there was a lot of tippy-tappy stuff going on there. It was like he was trying to build the stamina. And I'm thinking, no, mate, give me a get statement. Him, get him away, yeah. Blow this dude away, get on the microphone and give it a little bit, you know? Yeah, that would have been that would have been incredible. And to be honest, after the weekend that I've had, I was like, that, I needed to see that. I wanted to see that desperately. You know, it, especially because Kovalev is the only guy to stop Pascal. Mm. And that would have been Bivel's little calling card then. Boom. Yeah. I'm replacing Kovalev as the top dog now. I'm going to stop him just like he did. That was disappointing. But he ran away with the decision. I've given him pretty much every round anyway. So, Mate, he, he was a shutout. I don't think Pascal got anything. It was just disappointing, as you say. It would have been nice to see him pull a trigger, especially because the undercard was just littered with these fucking Eastern European... Yeah. Kazakh fucking Uzbek yeah. monsters yeah. who've had like where are they coming from three fights two fights no f- one guy made his pro debut against a Mexican who was 10 and 2 yeah and looked fucking awesome where are they coming from mate, what is going on out there man mate it's brilliant <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant it's terrifying horrible breeding round oh mate it's like Chernobyl that's what I'll it is what, it's the fallout of Chernobyl you, you were mentioned last week as well about uh, your international prospect for 20 2018, mm-hmm. you, you'd seen someone last week and you thought, oh, he's on my shortlist. That guy I saw boxed again here. Now he fought on the AJ undercard mm-hmm. uh, against Pulev. And there was only about five fights on. Well, you were there. Mm. Guy I saw boxed on there, fucking just proper Eastern European, like fucking Why are you doing that weird voice? mark on his head. Why are you doing that voice? He just looks like a, you know, a reject from Chernobyl fucking hard cases club. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And when he fought on the AJ card, I was like, I like this kid. He looks like a brutal little bastard. And he fought again here, so I was delighted that Box Nation shows. <laughs> I love how aggressive you are today. You go, yeah, go on, fucking kill him. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> the uh, Gaiasov's on my shortlist, man. Is your boy, is it? Gaya- Shakram Gaiasov, he was brutal again at the weekend. First round knockout. Listen, I'm not saying the kid was, was up to much. He Listen, fought, but... When you, when... Five fights. Obviously, in. we got this week. We got we got Fury Wilder, right? Week after, on Lomachenko's on the card. Teofino, right? Just yep. keep an eye on him. He's your boy. That's who you should be watching. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Leave okay. it there. We'll see. We'll see. Um, before we move on to uh, going crazy about Wilder Fury, Martin Murray's got himself a lovely little knock, hasn't he? he sure has. I'll tell you something. If Great fight. I said this on social media, if Frank Warren isn't rocking up. On the, the 22nd of December in a fucking Santa Claus outfit, he's missed the trick because he has delivered. And obviously, sometimes it doesn't necessarily love, live up. Yeah. But you look at that on paper and you go, wow, you can't that ask, is proper. He can't do anymore. He can't do anymore. And this is the thing, you see, because, you know, Eddie will come in for stick again for his for his December 22nd card because, like, the last one that Dillian White headlined and it was a pay-per-view, we were all going, uh, well, a lot of fans were going... It's a shit card. Why is this pay-per-view? Yeah. It's a shit card. But it was amazing. But it fucking delivered. It was amazing. It was... Now, there's two ways to look at that. Eddie knew all along that we were going to get a boss pay-per-view, or Eddie got lucky and it fucking paid off. And everyone that paid 20 quid was absolutely wanking themselves off. Yeah. Right? The difference here is, on paper, 
Frank cannot do any more no. for his December 25th. He's put all his eggs in, hasn't he? All this of is them as gone fucking in. good as it can be. If Listen, if you buy this peep of you on December 22nd, this Warrington Frampton bill, and it doesn't deliver, it's not for a fucking, not for not wanting to try, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the same I'm trying to say there? Not for the love of trying? That's it. Not for the love of trying. Well done. My God. You're a journalist that's Fra- been writing shit for know, many, yeah. many years. <laughs> it's early in the morning. But Frank's given this as full battles, hasn't oh, yeah. he, you know? So I can't wait for it. I can't wait. Martin Incredible Mo- fight. Great fight for Martin. Martin Murray has some damn. He's absolutely proper. <clears throat> at this proper. stage, it's a final eliminator. It's got to be a final eliminator, mm. surely. Mm. Surely. Tough fight. Absolutely oh. a tough fight. But you know, at this stage... Martin Murray, this is the type of fight Martin Murray loves. That's though. what I mean. That's, he loves and this I spoke stuff. to Martin and he was like, Who else, what, am, what else am I going to do? Come down three levels to then try and jump back up four levels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just face another top contender? Because if I can't beat the top contender, I'll never become a world champion anyway. So I may as well just fucking go for it. Tough, tough fight, tough decision, but it's Martin Murray all over, isn't it? Christmas party time, innit? Oh, mate, I can't wait. You've got the main event. Obviously, wait. everybody knows about uh, Warrington Frampton, which is going to be an absolute screamer. You've got this on there. Um, there's a... Um, what's his mushies on there as well? There's, thi- there's this. Yeah. There's the Martin Murray fight. Yeah. What's the other top fight that I was talking about before? Liam Williams. Liam Williams ste- Liam, that's Mark, it. Liam Mark Williams Heffern. stepping up. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Liam Williams taking on Mark Efron, stepping up a weight in order to uh, to put it on him. Michael Conlon's on it, mm. which I'm looking forward to as well. There's a few, actually. Sam Maxwell, Paddy Barnes, Nathan Gorman, Tommy Fiore, Tyson's younger brother. Mm. It's going to be mega. You just know he's going to be ringside with his WBC <laughs> Oh, hello. Hello. Segwayed lovely. See the way I did that then? You did that very, very well. Um, Too early? No. Oh, are we ready to go? We're ready to go, mate. No, like, before we go. Go on then. Before we do go, and we're going to go balls deep now, obviously. Before we go, I just want to doff thy cap to Mr. Harlem Eubank for the knockout of the weekend. Timed it well, didn't it? Did you see that punch? Timed it. Fucking hell. Was it your call this weekend, wasn't it? It was your call, yeah. It was at a a, a, a Sinfield, Amy Sinfield show. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even think it, it got TV exposure. To be honest with you, it might have been streamed somewhere, but obviously that knockout went absolutely viral in the a matter kid, of seconds. The kid was out cold. Fuck, through the, the kid's still out. The kid is still out now. Yeah, it was a beauty. Um, the only reason I retweeted it straight away is because I, I seen it and went fuck. And usually I just go bang retweet, have a bit of that, and then I just thought, wait a minute, I need to check this kid is actually alive and he's fine. And I did, and he, you know, I, I did. He went to hospital, but he was he was ultimately fine. So I was like, yeah, love it. Retweet. Woo-hee! <laughs> He's <laughs> alive. Look at, look at that. <laughs> was a beauty. Oh, one of the most brutal knockouts I've seen in a long time. Mm. Unreal. Uh, Chris Eubank Jr.'s cousin. Uh, yeah. Isn't it? I think that was the first knockout was created as well. Is it? Well, mate, that's the way Fuck to do it. Kid, all right on the whiskers. That's the way to do it, kid. Um, this weekend, Los Angeles, California, big one is the destination. Oh wait, are we going there? I thought we were going the big one first. What do you mean? Fucking Masha Dodds comeback Piss fight, off. Liverpool Olympia Friday night. Get out, man. You want to talk? We'll do that as a and finally, right? That's coming later. Los Angeles, Staples Centre this weekend. Who'd have thought in January of this year, if we'd all been sat round and gone, the biggest heavyweight contest of 2018 will not involve Anthony Joshua. You would have all thought that <sighs> we were talking absolute shite. I'll just make a public service announcement here. Yes, 
Adam came up with this line himself it's in the true. summer. Yes, he did. It's true. He's been fucking pushing it every week since. It's I true. Apologise. True. You've been saying it. You've been yeah, but you've been fucking saying it for months. I just want to make sure that it's everybody a, knows. This, this, is, this is going to become your catchphrase. It is. This is going to go on your gravestone. Right. I'm on the radio at least five days this week talking about this fight, and I it will say be it every time, every single <laughs> goddamn time. This is the monster. Fucking hell. This is the fight. Fucking hell. Come up with a good line, have we? This Jay? is. The, Who'd have thought You're it? riding that show pony, aren't Fucking you? Fucking hell, mate. Tell you, cheddar ching. <laughs> it is true, though, mm. because this time last year, Tyson Fury weighed 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. He now weighs 250 pounds. Inspiration to us all. Absolutely, man. But not only that, he's fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world mm-hmm. on foreign soil this weekend. It's mental. The journey of the last 12 months has been absolutely crazy in itself. And if he pulls this off yeah. at the weekend, for me, this is the greatest sporting comeback of all time. Are we gonna? Are you gonna drop our exclusive now? You're saving it to the end of the show. What, what's happening? You got a little exclusive? Got I have got an exclusive. Yeah. You're gonna, are you saving it? You're playing it? What? We happening? are finishing the show. Yeah. On the exclusive for Tyson Fury's ring. See, this is what the big boys come to the party That's for. It. It's not a wind exclusive. Up. This is the proper ring walk. I've got it. This is what he's doing. This is what he's coming out to at the weekend. I'll finish the show on it. Exciting. All right. But regarding comebacks, this, for me, could be the greatest comeback of all time. Yes, okay. Leonard came back after, what, five years to beat Hagler? There's yeah. a Vitali, I think, took three years off to become champion once again. You're talking just it? boxing or any sports? I mean, yeah. I mean, boxing's the hardest sport of them all, isn't it? Come on. Absolutely. So I'm going to go with Didn't George Foreman come back after about right. 40 years after? right. But how many warm-up fights did he have before he ended yeah. up becoming world champion once again? Yeah. I think he had about 18 to 20 fights before he actually got back in there to do the business, didn't he? Mm-hmm. We're talking, he hasn't even had two fights, let's be honest. They've been no. fucking shite. He's been fighting taxi drivers. No offence, taxi drivers. I know two, you listen to the show. Two public spars, hasn't he, basically? Hasn't he? He's had a little bit of a dance. And now yeah. he's in with the most ferocious puncher in the heavyweight division. Damn. Damn. <laughs> and if, he, if we all wake up Sunday morning yeah. and there's a new WBC champion... It's the greatest sporting comeback of all time. That's where I'm at. It's, uh, do you know, right here, right now, and I just want to remove myself from, from being, you know. He hasn't absolute... just been out. He's been on the sniff, mate. I know he's that... been on the ale. He's been on the pies. He's, he's been, been at it. Down the bend. So for that reason, I just want to say, remove myself from the fact that I'm a, the, you know, a huge boxing fan, obviously, and I, I can't wait for this fight and, you know, the breakdown and all that bullshit. I just want to say, isn't Tyson Fury a fucking... Hasn't he won anyway? For the place he was in. Don't do He that. was fucked. Don't do that. He's won You're starting anyway. to sound He's a like, winner. No. You're He's starting a winner to sound book. like one of them kids on I'm a Celebrity. Oh, we're all winners. No, you're not. There's one winner. There's one <laughs> king of the jungle. No. We're all winners We're here. all winners. We're all winners. No, fuck off. You're all winners. It's like school sports day. They should give them all the trophy. Give them all the trophy so they're all winners. No. The person that wins the race is the winner. Do you feel like, though, that Tyson Fury's gone from being, when he was champion of the world, when he beat Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. His, he was, he never really became a, a, like a, a favourite of the country. Like, everyone turned on him pretty much. Yeah. The national papers turned on him like that. You know, and suddenly it was like, oh, you should hear what his opinions are about homosexuality and all of that course. bullshit. Of course. Oh, let's, he can't be in the BBC sports person. Fuck you, nobody cares. And everyone turned on him big style. And then he's been on this horrific up and down journey. And now he's here. Now everyone in the country just seems to be behind him. I feel, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit skewed, but he's had to go on this fucking real journey of discovery and reinvent himself 
I don't know, it's, it, it just feels fucking mad at the moment. For me, the stars have aligned. I just can't see anything. Well, I couldn't see anything but a Tyson Fury victory. Yeah. Until, I've got to be honest, I watched just this Dixon's interview with Deontay Wilder on No Filter Boxing yeah, yeah. for BT Sport. And uh, I was like, I fucking really like Deontay Wilder. You can't, you can't not like him. I really like the guy. You can't not like that. You can't not like Deontay Wilder. He's a top geezer. He's been on this show. Yeah, yeah. He's done, he's done countless things for us. I've spoke to him many times. You cannot not like Deontay Wilder. But as you've just said, the stars are... This is a weird game, mate. The yeah. stars are aligning. And if you're looking at the way that these two approach fights, yeah. right? Let's forget that Tyson Fury's just lost £150 in a year, right? Just forget that for a minute. How these two guys approach fights, it's very, very hard to think in your mind how Tyson Fury doesn't win the fight because he's just such a clever bastard. He'll, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we're going to be sat there watching this fight and we are going to be amazed by a rock and sock and robots absolute sensational no. fight. I don't think we're getting that. If I we think do, we're, we're getting, getting four rounds and Wilder, Wilder, Wilder wins. The, Wilder's a champ, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to get something... If, if, I think we're going to get something quite boring and quite dull. But in the in in the on same the way, edge of the seat. In the same way, you're going to be on the edge of the seat because of the journey that Fury's been on. Yeah, and you know what Wilder can do. In the cold light of day, watching the fight, you're going to go, "This is fucking rubbish." But because of the narratives and 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 knowing the stories of these two gentlemen and what they can bring to a fight, yep, it will keep you on the edge of your seat. I don't think you'll go back and watch it again. No. But watching it live, I think we could get 12 rounds of Tyson Fury on his way to becoming the WBC champion of the world. I don't think we're getting 12 rounds, but I think... You think he's going to stop him? I think he might stop Wilder what? later. What? What? Right at the end. Fucking hell, somebody's coming out, aren't they? You're 10, going 11, for a party. 12. Fuck it, man. I'm just going to go for it. But you know what? After watching, as I say, this is a weird fight, this, because... You know, we like to get emotionally involved with fighters. We like to fucking, you know, have our favourites. And that's not just people from who we know personally or we've had on the show. We've had both of these guys on the show. Both of them are absolute fucking gentlemen. That's it. Mo Hooker, he's a favourite. He hasn't been on the show yet. No. So we're trying to get him on. That's it. He wants to come on, but he's we haven't had him on too yet. Too busy getting everybody fucking, pregnant, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. We love him. Um, but the difference here is that it's a weird fight because I just, I want to fight to live up to the hype. I don't expect it to live up to the hype because Tyson's fights never do. But this week's going to be amazing. Like, you're going to LA, obviously, tomorrow. It's going to be fucking amazing. You're going to have a... Just being around it all is just going to be fucking obscenely brilliant. But the fight itself... The the reason why I'm so engaged with the fight is if it's anybody but Deontay Wilder, I'm not looking forward to the fight at all. Yeah, I agree. But because it's Wilder and because he's completely unconventional... Yeah. And listen, when you... Wilder can box, you know what I mean? He, he, can, pro- he can box. He proved that against Stavern in the first fight. But when he, he gets well. you hit, shit just goes out the window and he just lets his hands go like clubs. Do you know what I mean? Slaps. He just starts throwing leather and that makes him super vulnerable but also makes him super exciting and also probably makes him as dangerous as he is because he throws caution to the wind. He just goes, right, I've just hit you there. Have a fucking go at this. Now, in the in the past, I've seen that and gone, if someone was just smart enough to slip that and hit him with a counter, they could put him out. But then we've seen Ortiz land on the fucking chops and he didn't even go down. Yeah. So he can take his shot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the flip side of that is, 
I ain't seen Tyson Fury drop since David Price dropped him in fucking Manchester Sports Hall in the Northwest Co- County ABA fi- uh, ABAs about fucking 12, 15 years ago. Cunningham dropped him. Cunningham put him on his bum. Oh, he did, bum. sorry. Yeah, 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 he did, of course he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. But he gets up. Yeah, he did. The point I'm trying to make is... It's more of a flash. Fucking Tyson gets up. Exactly. So, that's what makes it so engaging. The fact that both these guys are brilliant for the sport, massive personalities. This is a good thing. Do you remember 10 years ago when we were like, oh, yeah, boxing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully this guy's going to be good. And Mosley and Mayweather and bro, I'm going to go and follow Ricky Hatton. And, yeah, yeah. But there was no heavyweight division. It was on lockdown in Germany. It was owned by the Klitschko brothers. It, that was it. It was like, it had gone to bed. No one was interested in it. And then Tyson come along and just fucking threw all the chips up in the air. And then AJ's come along and Wilder's... And these are personalities. It still baffles me how Wilder... I know it's Eddie Earn's favourite line. No one in America knows who the fuck he is. How? He's a star. Like, he's got it. He's got that star appeal. And he does that one thing Americans love. He's just knocks fucking... Knocks dudes out. Ne- knocks people out and he's reckless as fuck. I just don't get it. Mm. I don't get why Deontay Wilder isn't a superstar. And you know what? Maybe this is the fight when he becomes a superstar. All right. All right. Here's a question for you, right? Because this is going to be the argument, I think, this week. Is the winner of this at the weekend mm-hmm. the man? No. Why? Because these don't sell 80,000 80, No, 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 no. Forget against that. TV. Forget that. Forget, forget where all the belts are. Forget where all the commercial entity is. Right? Forget it. Okay. Let's just talk about the history of the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Is the winner of this fight at the weekend the man? No. Tell me why. Well, what's the biggest football club in the world? Real Madrid, Barcelona. Right, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. All right, Real Madrid. Right, yeah, yeah go on. How'd you get on at the weekend? They got twatted 3 0, didn't they? There you go. So are they no longer the biggest club in the world? I'm not saying that. Well, well, what you just fucking said, oh, put commercial entities out the window, forget about money, forget about ticket sales, forget about who's got all the belts. Yeah. They've just lost. Are they winning the Champions League this year? Are well, they the best? Uh, are they the best team right now? Right now? No. They might be the biggest, but are they the best? There you go. So there's the argument. That's what I. I'm, all right, then I'll ask you the question. Is the person who wins this, this weekend, yep. the best? No. I still think AJ's the number one. I yeah. still think AJ's the Do number you? one heavyweight. Right. Is Anthony Joshua a heavyweight champion without Tyson Fury? Right now, as we stand here right now, entering into December of 2018, I would like, is he a heavyweight champion? I would like to think by now he would have had to for Klitschko. Because there would have been... What else could he have done? Klitschko would have had all the belts still, you yeah. would imagine. yeah. So, but would he would he have beaten him? He's just beaten Manny. So. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. But would he have beaten him without the Tyson Fury defeat on yes, Klitschko's head? Yes, and here's why: because I think Klitschko was better against AJ than he was against Fury. So yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. So I believe it. I believe AJ is champ, undisputed champion of the world right now. Well, you know, the lineal champion, the number one, got the most of the belts. So I still think AJ. Uh, for me, you're right. Oh, but the go. fact is, I don't want to repeat your fucking. Yeah, go on, then. go on, do it. The fact is, he's a heavyweight champion. All the belts that he has got, mm. he has got them off the back of Tyson Fury's victory in Dusseldorf. That's a fact. It's, well, it's not a fact. It is a fact. How is that a fact? Because Tyson Fury goes to Dusseldorf, yeah. blows everything up, becomes yeah. the unified champion. Yeah. The IBF obviously don't like that, and they go, fucking hell. There's no way the IBF is stripping Klitschko if he beats, if he beats Fury. There's no way that but that's happening. Saying, yeah, but by now... I, I, I just AJ would have fought Klitschko. Yeah, but he hasn't. That's all hearsay. I'm talking to you about facts right now. 
I'm giving you facts. Fury went and beat Klitschko, yeah? Absolutely. Right? He had all the belts. The IBF yep. saw their arse and went, well, hang on a minute. Uh, no, if you don't defend this belt, yep. in this period of time, we're stripping it. We're taking it off you. He couldn't because he had a rematch clause with Klitschko. So he had his focus on that. Yep. So that belt gets stripped. Charles Martin goes and picks it up. AJ becomes champion because of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Agreed? Yeah, yeah. Now. Probably Fu- quicker than it would have happened anyway. Absolutely. Fury goes off on his little bender. Therefore, it all gets all scattered. All the all belts, belts get taken off him. Joseph Parker goes and picks up a belt. The WBA belt was vacant going into the Klitschko fight. Yeah. That's how AJ picks up that belt. Mm-hmm. Then he goes and fights uh, Parker, who's another beneficiary of Tyson Fury's victory against um, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Okay. So, that, so, so he's unified the division without actually beating the man, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Listen, I ain't, I ain't disregarding that. AJ has not yet beat the man, but Fury beat himself. Right. Okay. Do so you know what how, I mean? is, how is Anthony Joshua the man if he's not beaten? The man. That's a good shout. Good question. Mm. Okay. Okay. I, I get he's got most belts. Yeah, he yeah. definitely brings the eyes. He's the meal ticket. He brings he's the, the party, ticket. man. Listen, don't... He's the red panty party. The There's winner, no question about that. The winner of this fight on Saturday, and I still believe that if... I still believe Fiori wins, and when Fiori wins, I believe that there will be a rematch straight away because I think that's why Fiori's managed to get this fight so quickly and pushed it over the line so quick. Because I think Wilders people aren't that stupid, otherwise they'd have signed for AJ a long time ago. So I think the rematch is coming anyway. I think if Wilder wins, and listen, I, I ain't fucking putting no mortgage on Fury. I think it's a great fight. That's, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in great gross by it because for the first four or five rounds, I think it's Wilder's, Wilder's literally one, one clean punch away from finishing him. So yeah. um, I think if Wilder wins, there won't be a second Fury fight because it'll have ended early. It'll be emphatic. How it depends how. Do you not think it depends how? It'll be I mean, emphatic. If... For, for Wilder to to win, he's going to have to stop for Fury. Yeah, I agree. Which means it's been pretty much emphatic. Do reckon... What are you thinking? Like a, a controversial judge's stoppage, a referee stoppage, or no? I think I think he if if Wilder wins, for for Wilder to get AJ in April, right? Because yes. that's what we're all fucked up. That's what we want. Isn't well, the, okay, that's well, what there we you want. go. Right, for him to get AJ because AJ's the man. That's why. No, no, no. Everything, every, all roads lead back to Anthony Joshua because of the money. Because he makes all the money. Because of the money. Mate, the man's got the money. No, not really. Right, the Real, man has the money. Real Madrid have got the money. There you go. But they're not winning the league this year. Yeah, but they're, the they're not. They're not the boys <clears throat> because fucking who would it that turned up at the weekend and turned them over three 0 Some Spanish lad that I've never even bloody heard of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right, so. Real Madrid are not the man at this moment in time. They're the richest, but they're not the man. Anthony Joshua, he might be the richest, but he ain't the man. He ain't the man yet. This fight at the weekend for me, Deontay Wilder was a world champion. Yeah, He didn't need Tyson Fury for that. That WBC belt became vacant because Vitaly cleared that's off, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So that is, that's him. Yeah, yeah. He's legit in his own mind. He's the WBC champion, legit. There's no caveat over no, him. No, there isn't. He's the boy. Yeah. Tyson Fury... Went to Dusseldorf, beat Klitschko, no questions about it. He beat the man. Yeah. Now, okay, there's loads of chat about lineal champions and stuff like that. And there's little, oh, well, this guy retired, so is it really the man yeah, and yeah. all this type of... Yeah, well, get tied up in all that. Right, right. Don't get tied up in it. He's the lineal champion. Yeah. Whether you believe in all that stuff or not, he's the lineal champion. So going into this fight at the weekend, neither of these champs to be called undefeated world champions, they don't need Anthony... They, they haven't needed Anthony Joshua to get no. to this point. 67 fights undefeated right. between them. So so this, for me, at the weekend, determines the man in the heavyweight division. Okay. All right. I understand where you're coming from. All right. From. Don't get me wrong. There's more money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Real Madrid are over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the man. 
this weekend. This is the this is the Boxing's Champions League heavyweight final. That's it. You win this, you're the number one heavyweight for me. And hopefully next year you get to play Real Madrid. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and make some real money. That's it, man. <laughs> get weighed in. The only Come ca- on then, fucking. Let's well, get into it. Let's right. get into it. All right. We've been segueing around it long enough. There's, there's two. There's one talking point. How much does £150 over 12 months affect Tyson Fury? That's yeah, it. Absolutely. That's it. If it doesn't affect him, and to be fair, I, there's an argument that it won't affect him because Wilder's feet aren't amazing. No. He's not a, he's not a guy that's going to, like Usyk with Bellew, right? Yeah, yeah. He didn't even do anything and made him work. Make that's him work. It. Make him work. Wilder <clears throat> ain't going to do that. No. But, and, and you know what? Fury's footwork in comparison oh. is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, miles better. And he can switch... He goes orthodox to Southport faultlessly for yeah. a heavyweight. Unbelievable. And I think that's going to be his biggest strength is that he can bamboozle Wilder yeah. and he can stay away from that long right hand simply by switching his feet a lot. He will never get caught squared against the ropes because he can always move away either either side. Rides it, doesn't he? He can ride shots really well. Um, I just Tyson isn't going to have to... You're right, that's a great analogy. He isn't going to have to work like Bellew did. He isn't going to have to start the fight in fifth gear and stay in fifth gear. Far from it. He'll be able to lean against the ropes and tie up and move away. And that's what he will do. And you'll see a lot of his arms coming round the back of of Deontay Wilder's head, pushing Wilder down, leaning on top of him, spoiling the fight, getting up close, tying him up inside. Wilder's exactly what he says, exactly his moniker. He is wild. He throws wild shots. But he will start to get frustrated. This is the biggest fight of his of his life as well. This is his coming out party. He won't want to be mugged off. Absolutely. And, and, and Fury is going there to, to mug him off. Absolutely. So I think we're going to get quite a slow, cagey start. It'd be hard to score, I think, early. You'd be thinking, has he done enough there? Is it, have they nicked it? Four rounds in, I think. By the halfway point, you're going to be thinking to yourself, Fury's at here. Yep. Fury's doing this. And that is when maybe Wilder, as you have nailed it, he'll start to think to himself, I need to start fucking putting him on. Then he's vulnerable. Yeah. Is it, you know, as he's coming forward, will he, he get caught? Will he, he not get caught? He throws right hands. Yeah. He, he falls in after his shots. He gets caught square all the time. Don't get me wrong, he's got a great chin, Wilder. Yeah. And everything, we talked about this with the Ortiz fight, if you remember. It's his fitness. Wilder's fitness is outrageous. Yeah, it's really good. For a heavyweight, he's got one of the best gas tanks I've ever seen because he's an athlete. He's not actually... When you look at Wilder, he's not actually a heavyweight boxer. He's an athlete. Yeah. He's a fucking big basketball player. Super long, lean, incredibly fit. Like, no no real muscle mass on him, But like you would say. He doesn't sit down on his shots. He doesn't need to. He just wings them big, long levers around, and yeah, that's man. how he generates the power. But I just think with carrying Fury for 12 rounds is going to start to take its toll. But Wilder's got the speed, he's got the unpredictability. This is the other thing. It's great that Tyson's been sparring uh, made Joe Joyce for this fight. You know, yeah. He's been sparring good guys. And Akoli. Akoli's a little bit unorthodox, isn't he? Akoli's probably the perfect spar. Yeah. Just a little bit light, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just tough to know exactly what Wilder's going to do next. It's tough to know because I don't even think Wilder knows a lot of the times. Mm. I think Wilder, once he get when he gets you hurt, he knows how to finish. The thing is, we've never really seen Tyson properly hurt. All right, here you go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Two. These are my two scenarios that are gonna that okay. you're gonna see at the weekend. First one, the most obvious one. I think you know where I'm going. Is going to be uh, Tyson Fury to win this on points. Yeah, yeah. Over a, over a twelve round period, 
Um, I'm going to go for a straightforward unanimous decision. Nine to four that uh, with our uh, sponsorship betting partner, William Hill. However, they will not be beaten on round betting. So if you want to go round betting and you think that this is going to stop within 12 rounds, this is my prediction. Deontay Wilder in the eighth round, 18 to one. Now you think it's going to start within twelve, but maybe the other way. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Wilder getting absolutely desperate down the stretch and um, being absolutely exhausted, mm. and uh, you know probably a, a, I could even see a, a TKO. Go on, I'm going to go. Give with me a round. Round eleven. A round eleven. Tyson Fury stopping. Tyson Fury sixty-six to one. Fucking hell, that's worth a that's worth a fiver, isn't it? Isn't it? It's worth a fiver of anyone's. If you wanted to do some group round betting, and again, William Hill will not be beaten on this. 10, 11, 12, Fury's got to be worth a few quid. 10, 11, 12, you'll get 11 to 1 from uh, from William Hill on that. And what I said, between 7 and 9, you'll get 6 to 1 on Deontay Wilder. The draw, by the way, yeah. and don't rule this out because you never know Fury's how this is going to score. <laughs> yeah, Fury's involved. 25 to 1. Mate, that's a great bet, you know. That's Isn't a great bet for the a draw. draw. Set it up for a second one for yeah. next year. What's... Um... What's 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 Wilder inside four? Wilder inside four rounds, yeah. seven to one. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's your safe money there. Uh, remember, uh, bet responsibly. Uh, go to gamblerware.co.uk for uh, more details on that. And uh, William Hill will not be beaten uh, on in-round betting this weekend. So if you're having a little bit of a flutter, let us know what you're betting. I mean, at the end of the day, this is such a weird fight. It could go anywhere. You can see so many different scenarios. It'd be interesting to know what you think. So yeah. as you're listening to this, if you might, you might think we're talking absolute nonsense. Plus, uh, if you pick the round and the, and the right guy, we'll, we'll we'll let everyone know next week that you're the fucking man. You're the man. You're the man. You're the man. Not us. Oh, you're the woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Depending that. on the news listener. Exactly that. Um, undercard. Just a quick one on the undercard because I know that we've gone. Oh, Jason Welbyan's about to become a world champion, <laughs> isn't he? Don't. I've got to interview him this week. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I'll come to him last, right? Um, Robert Guerrero's out of retirement. He's back. The ghost is back. The ghost. The ghost is back. He's out of retirement fighting this weekend. Uh, Anthony Yard is over in the States. He's fighting. Yes. As, he's fighting TBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm led to believe, according Not to bad Frank. TBA. Yeah, I've heard that he's Good quite decent. Um, Frank says that TBA. Uh, this time round, he's going. The, the fans are not going to be disappointed uh, with TBA. That's all he said to us on that. Chavez uh, Junior. I'm led to believe he's off. Yeah, they heard that as well. Uh, and Gulo wasn't it supposed to be? Yeah, because he missed his medical exam. Typical Chavez Junior. Misses weight, yeah. misses exams, misses everything, mm-hmm. doesn't he? So he's not going to be fighting. The one that I'm looking forward to sticking a microphone in his face this week, who's going to Big be a fine disciple, is the one and only Mexican Joe. <laughs> Keep your eyes on our YouTube because me and him are going in, baby. <laughs> Big Joe. You've got to start with the immortal line, haven't you? What's going on? What's going on, Joe? What's going on, Joe? Got him. Uh, Luis Ortiz is also on this card, lining himself up for maybe another crack at the heavyweight crown. And then, of course, I'm dead excited about seeing Jarrett Heard in the flesh, man. Yeah, man. Because he is massive. How he makes £154, I will not know. Um, he's obviously recovering from injury. It's his first fight back. He's gone for a little bit of a pick-me. And he's gone for uh, Jason Wellborn, our very own. Good luck, Jay. Good luck. Because this kid is ferocious. This £154 division. It's frightening. The yeah. amount of talent that's in there, obviously, Heard and Charlo are probably the main pr- protagonists. There's a couple of other kids knocking about as well, but we want to see Heard versus Charlo, don't we? Uh, for uh, uh, the majority of the marbles at some time in 2019. Of course we do, yeah. Jarrett Heard's one of my favourite fighters. Old Macaroni Head himself, <laughs> one of my favourite fighters in world boxing. And uh, again, it's all my favourite, all my 
favourites that I like at the moment are all the same. They're all these big fucking Tommy Ernst looking motherfuckers, big long arms. Too big for the big weight type fellas. boys. Yeah, man, that's how I like it. I like, I like them to have a weight advantage on exactly. their opponents. Yeah. He just wings in big shots. Jarrett Heard as well. He's another guy who's just got absolutely finisher written all over him. And, mm. you know, I, I think... To, to defeat Lara last time out, don't forget Lara was the number one in the division before that fight came about and uh, Heard did the number on and we were hoping that was going to lead obviously to the Charlo fight, Charlo, Charlo and, and Lara coming out of the same camp of course, mm. but didn't quite happen. Um, Heard gets, as you say, a bit of a mark in time, Manned voluntary here. Well he's been out, he's his first one back since that, I think shoulder or elbow injury. Yeah, something had. like that, yeah. So he gets a voluntary here and uh, listen, we can't fucking defend the likes of we can't defend some fights and piss all over others. Of course we can. That's why we set this up. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that in mainstream media, Mate, but on here, fucking, we do what we want. I think it's brilliant for Jason Well Wellborn's career that he's getting a world title opportunity on such a huge card at the Staples Centre in LA. Yeah, massive. Mate, one. go out there and fucking enjoy it because when you retire, Jason, you'll look back and go, I fought one of the greatest in my weight division of my era yeah. for the world title on a massive bill. Yeah. And that was the pinnacle of my career. So fucking enjoy it. And who knows, man, roll that dice, but Jared Heard's something a bit special. He Very is. special. And mate, make sure you're in your seat for that one. Don't be going for a piss or anything because it ain't going to last too long. Um, subscribe to us, please. Write us a little review and all that type of nonsense. There'll be other little bits and bats um, coming your way this week uh, because, as Nick did point out, I am uh, catching a flight. We're going to go out to LA and uh, stick microphones in people's faces. So that exclusive with me and Joe Joyce, it's happening, baby. It is happening. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast because it'll be on there. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well because it's growing nice. And Enjoy LA. I'm gonna be in. Uh, I'm gonna to go to Liverpool Olympia on Friday night for a little bit of uh, Masha Dodd's comeback fight, and then uh, you'll be jealous about this. I'm going the uh, the Holt Suite at Villa Park on Saturday night. Villa watch- Park. Villa Park. I'm going to watch the vacant Midlands area lightweight title fight between Ishmael Ellis and Kane Baker. So. I'll text you the results over in LA because you'll be curious. Why are you going there? Because uh, John Pegg, my mate, is the is the promoter matchmaker. Yeah. And uh, John's invited uh, me and my mum down, so we're going to go down to Villa Park and watch a bit of Midland, Midlands area title. You love an area title. I fucking don't love you? an area title fight. I've See, got to be honest. I'm going. I'm going to go and watch the biggest heavyweight clash of the year, and you're knocking about for the middle. See, that's what I like about you, mate. You're what you Keeping call it real. You're hardcore. That's Keeping what you're. You're right in there, sunshine. You know what I mean. Keeping it real. You won't even watch Fury, will you? Probably not. No, nah, it's too commercial for you. That exactly. <laughs> too highbrow. <laughs> too too highbrow. High if it's not in a sports centre or in a in a bar in a in a football club, I don't want to know. <laughs> Proper job. Uh, please subscribe to us on YouTube because there'll be some videos from LA coming up uh, your way this week. A little bit of fun stuff uh, as we build up towards uh, Wilder versus Fury. Now, as promised, are you ready? Oh, this is an exclusive. As promised. This is not a wind-up, by the way. This is legit. I've been sent this. We could tell you how we got hold of this audio. But we'd have to kill you. But we'd have to fucking kill you. So, listen, we're going to put this out there. Don't tell anyone where you heard it. But it's an exclusive to the Fight Disciples. Tyson Fury's walkout. Here he comes. The Gypsy King. Show me the way because
Cause the devil's trying to break me down. Talk with Jesus when I get home tonight. I'm gonna tell him all about my troubles, and I know he'll make them right. Then I'll ask him to forgive me for the things that I've done wrong. I'm gonna have a little talk with Jesus tonight when I get home. It's a dangerous love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gonna run this town tonight Who gonna run this town Make sure you subscribe to the podcast available on iTunes. Get on our YouTube channel at Fight Disciples. Let's go, Fury. Let's go, baby! We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.